Hey, hey, Cubs fans, and welcome to the brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I am Ron Luce, and I am joined by myself, that's right, uh, doing a little solo venture on this rainy Wednesday night here in the Chicagoland area. Uh, we're here, unfortunately, to talk about a bit of a barn burner today for the Cubs. The Cubs fall to the Atlanta Braves 10-0 in Atlanta. Kyle Hendricks, your starting pitcher today, gets absolutely rocked. Goes three and two-third innings, gives up 11 hits, seven earned runs, three strikeouts, three long balls. Didn't walk anybody, but the long ball was certainly Kyle's enemy tonight. Tonight was a rough one. Tonight was absolutely rough, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't get to watch the game, for for your, your fandom's sake, it might be a good thing because uh, it definitely hurt tonight. It hurt. It hurt watching the Cubs go down early. I mean, it was 4 nothing after the first, 6 nothing essentially after the second, and the Cubs just couldn't get anything going. The bats, super quiet tonight, uh, not doing anything at all. I think that's a great place to start in this conversation. Five hits in total for tonight for the Cubs. They drew three walks. Uh, Matt Duffy actually ironically drawing two of those three walks. So, uh, Duffy, you know, being one of the better on on base guys tonight for this team, but unfortunately, the Cubs could just not get anything going. I mean, a bright spot of tonight: Chris Bryant continues his hot tear, goes two for four uh, with a strikeout in this one. Unfortunately, though, three men left on for Chris in this game, uh, so he is batting three hundred. He is has an OPS of nine ninety three, which is absolutely sensational. Um, unfortunately, though, that would not be nearly enough for the Cubs in this one uh, to make anything meaningful out of it. Uh, just a quick, 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 quick summary, because like I said, it's it's really not worth getting too deep into. The Cubs obviously not scoring a run in this one. Ball to the damage in the first uh, inning done by the long ball. Two two, two run home runs uh, from Marcelo Zuna and then Austin Riley not too long after made it 4 nothing Atlanta. And then that second, as we mentioned, Freddie Freeman, he doubled his third of the season. It scored uh, Yanoa, who was the tonight's pitcher for the Braves, as well as Ronald Acuna, who was on base. Uh, and that made it 6 nothing after two. And then in the fourth inning, kind of the, the last dagger, you could say, for Kyle Hendricks in this one. Uh, Huascar Yanoa, pitcher yet again, homers. Um, to make it 7 nothing on a solo shot for the Braves. That was essentially the end of Kyle's night. He was pulled uh, pretty soon after that. He, I believe, recorded potentially one more out, um, if I remember correctly, and, and then left the game. Uh, but unfortunately, the onslaught didn't stop there. Uh, Heredia doubled his fifth of the season already, and that scored Austin Riley, who also doubled uh, to begin the fifth inning. That made it 8 nothing. Atlanta Braves. And then in the bottom of the sixth, the Braves just added, added on. Freddie Freeman homered. It was his seventh of the season already to make it 9 nothing. That was a solo shot. Another solo home run soon after from Ozzy Albies. Eventually made this what it was for your final score tonight. Positives. Uh, fun, I guess, to talk about from this one. Uh, Anthony Rizzo striking out Freddie Freeman. What a moment in that game. Absolutely incredible to see them going back and forth, you know, sharing some smiles. You know, they're very good friends. It's it's no secret that these guys uh, really like each other and are, are pretty close to each other. And you know, just to see them having fun, it was it was the glimmering bright spot of hope 
for Cubs fans in this game. It was nice getting to see Anthony Rizzo pitch. Uh, you know that he's got that smile that just makes everybody laugh, and he's just one of those kind of players. And there's a reason that he's the the closest thing to Mr. Cubs since Ernie Banks. So uh, very cool to see him strike out. Uh, looked like a curveball essentially, or what Rizzo's equivalent would be. Um, you know, strikes out Freddie Freeman. And uh, that was a pretty fun moment in this game. But really outside of that, Matt Duffy also pitched as well as Eric Sogard. So quite a few names for the Cubs uh, position player-wise pitching in this one. Ross just doing the smart thing, kind of waving the white flag and letting some position guys pitch uh, after Mills came in and, and really didn't do all that much better uh, in relief of Hendricks. I mean, he did better than Hendricks, granted, but uh, Mills still going two-thirds of an inning or two and a third, excuse me. I don't know why that read that way, but uh, he gave up five hits, three earned runs. Um, he did walk one and he struck out two, but he also gave up two homers. So the long balls really hurting uh, the Cubs soft tosser, uh, soft tossing pitchers tonight in this one. And then, as I mentioned, Anthony Rizzo came in, officially pitched two thirds of an inning. He did give up a walk uh, and did strike out Freeman, as we mentioned, uh, still has a career ERA of zero. Nicely done, Anthony Rizzo. Matt Duffy then came in to finish off the seventh. Uh, he pitched to the tune of a third of an inning, and he, he got a pretty easy out, and that would be the end of it uh, for Matt Duffy. And then Eric Sogard, as we mentioned, coming in in the eighth inning. Uh, gave up two hits, but no damage done, um, and he pitches the entire inning then in the eighth. So that would pretty much do it for the Cubs. As for the Braves in this one, uh, as we mentioned, Yanoa was very good in this one. Five and a third for him, four hits, two walks, uh, but he strikes out nine and does not give up any runs, obviously. Um, later, then Jackson came into the game, pitched an, uh, an inning and two thirds and struck out one, otherwise clean. Uh, Dayton was the next pitcher for them. Clean inning for him. He gave up one hit, struck out one. Uh, and then Jesse Biddle, uh, he did walk one in the, uh, in the ninth inning, but he ultimately uh, gets out of it with any damage, and the Cubs fall. To Atlanta, 10 to nothing in this one. Fun fact, ladies and gentlemen, my useless fun fact of the game. Uh, I actually have a baseball signed by Jesse Biddle from when he was a Philadelphia Phillies prospect. Don't ask me. Oh, okay. I could tell you how I got it, but it's not relevant, unfortunately, to tonight's game. Long story short, minor league baseball in Florida when you're on vacation is a lot of a lot of fun. So we'll, we'll just say that and keep it short. But got to be worried uh, a little bit, Cubs fans. I mean, this, this Cubs offense has been – Startling, um, you know they're they're statistically. If you look at you know where they rank in the league runs wise, they're you would think wow they're doing just fine. You know they're I think they're a top ten scoring offense right now in in terms of you know runs per game. Unfortunately though, when sixty something of your they I think they said coming into tonight the Cubs had about ninety eight runs scored so far this season. Uh, when like sixty something of them, I think it was sixty one of the ninety eight are scored in four games. Uh, that's something to be concerned about because unfortunately this Cubs offense, there have been a lot of goose eggs um, today. And I actually, I, I had the pleasure this morning. Uh, well, yesterday morning, if you're listening to this on Thursday, but I had the pleasure on Wednesday morning to join, uh, join uh, Sean Sierra on Sean and my in the morning at sports in Chicago, uh, their internet show that they do. And uh, Sean's producer, um, <laughs> Ivan and I uh, got to talk in Cubs uh, a little bit after uh, I did a Blackhawks segment on the show. And, you know, he, he mentioned it and I think it's really important. He goes, you know, what are runs? He joined one of our Cubs live streams the, the other night, actually, to, uh, to, to drop that in uh, after a bad loss. He said, what are runs? You know, it feels like this offense is either all or nothing. And I, I completely agree with him. 
uh, unfortunately, that's what this team has been so far this year. They've been incredibly inconsistent. When they have hit, it's been great. Uh, I was actually at one of those games. I was at their 16-4 to clubbing of the Mets uh, literally just less than a, you know, or about a week ago. Literally, it was a week ago today as I'm recording this episode. Um, you know, that they blew out the Mets by 12 runs. And now, you know, they just got blanked by by the Braves by 10 runs. So it's it's concerning. Uh, there's a lot of things that need to happen. Big positives. Obviously, Chris Bryant has been a huge positive. He's batting 300 right now. He's, he's hitting the crap out of the baseball. Incredibly, you know, encouraging to see KB being KB again. And I think a lot of Cubs fans, myself included, are really hoping that this guy is part of – the future. Like he, I think a lot of people still want him here. And, and you know, it, the way this thing is trending right now, the Cubs have now lost five straight. They were 10 and nine. They were second place in the division. Sure. It's still early. Those division standings are going to move plenty between now and, and uh, you know, eff- effectively it's like October 3rd is the official end of the season this year. It's a little, little farther drawn out, but you know, they, they're not getting it done right now. Five straight losses. The offense has just gone silent. And when the offense has hit, uh, Monday was a good example of that, scoring seven runs against this big same Braves team. They gave up eight. And so it, it really feels like the pitching and the hitting just cannot get on the same page at the same time anymore. You know, they're they're not able to put together complete games. And, and that's and that's worrisome. Uh, you know, we are approaching May 1st. Saturday is already May 1st. So a month of baseball has come and gone. And Usually by the end of April, you kind of know what you're getting with most teams uh, for the season. Obviously, there's there's certain situations that are different. I think a perfect example of that is the 2019 Washington Nationals, uh, who were egregious uh, halfway through the season. I think they were at one point in the year, they said they were like 19 and 45 or something crazy like that. And they just got really, really hot at the right time and put it all together. Could that happen with this Cubs team? Absolutely. The talent's there. Anthony Rizzo is still there. Chris Bryant looks like Chris Bryant. You still got guys like Ian Happ. Javi Baez dealing with a little bit of a, a tight hammy, but he's they're hoping he's back for Thursday's game. You hope Javi can get something to go in. You know, you hope a guy like Hayward can kind of channel what he did last year. You're not asking him to be, you know, the the three hitter and carry this offense. You're just asking for guys like that to to contribute and you know add runs where they see fit. And unfortunately, right now. Just nobody in this lineup is heading. Nico didn't have a great game. Uh, he was obviously moved down in the lineup for those that may have seen the lineup guard. Anthony Rizzo led off today's game. Uh, kind of a new look for this team. Matt Duffy hitting in the three hole today. Um, I think David Ross is trying to try something different, right? Just anything really to get this offense going. But unfortunately, uh, that was not the case. So wouldn't be surprised to see Nico back in the leadoff spot on Thursday. I think the the one and done experiment for Anthony Rizzo in the leadoff spot would be okay in this scenario. Um, I really think Nico could be the long-term answer in that position. Uh, and maybe just total lineup makeover wouldn't be a bad idea either. Let guys like uh, Ian Happ or uh, guys like a who knows, you know, just switch guys around. Let Ian Happ hit two. Why not? You know, let, let a guy like um, Nico Horner, you know, like I said, lead off, let Anthony Rizzo go back to the three hole, let Bryant stay in his four hole, you know, maybe move Baez down in the lineup, let him hit like seven or eight, you know, you know, just try something different. Play, play Jake Marisnik more. Uh, he had a triple in, in, in this game and got to love that as a, you know, the, the honorary president of the Jake Marisnik fan club. But it's just it's a tough game. It's a it's a really tough game when when you watch these Cubs just get blown out by ten runs in Atlanta.
Hey, you. Yeah, you. Got Bush? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. After using these life-changing products, you're going to want to join a ball sack beauty contest. I'm looking out for you too, because we have an exclusive 20% off discount when you use code ONTAP at manscaped.com. I'll tell you what, ladies and gents, I love Manscaped. I've been using their products for a very long time, and I highly recommend that you check them out, because Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. In the Perfect Package 3.0 kit, you get the Essential Lawn Mower 3.0, which is a waterproof, cordless body trimmer, as well as a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. This is the best trimmer out there to help you trim up the hedges. The Lawnmower 3.0 features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce those grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology, which was actually pioneered by Manscaped. When you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. Inside the perfect package, you also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, which is a ball deodorant to make sure your balls smell majestic before your tender date. You also find the Crop Reviver Ball Toner that's designed to make your balls smell irresistible. Be sure to also add the refined cologne to your arsenal as well. And with any perfect package or performance package purchase, try saying that 10 times fast, you get two, not one, two free gifts. One of those gifts is the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value. I mean, who doesn't love a fancy bag to keep all your stuff in? And you also get the patented, high-performance, reduced-chafing Manscaped boxers. And I'll tell you what, those boxers, awesome. I have like four pairs. So be sure to get 20% off and free shipping with the code ONTAP at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for your bush trimming experience. So once again, ladies and gents, get 20% off and free shipping with the code ONTAP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use promo code ONTAP. That's O-N-T-A-P, all one word. It's 2021 and you still got bush. Change that with Manscaped. Other observations from this game. I just, you know... I think as a fan, you just want to see a better effort, right? Um, it, it really felt like they came out of the gate. And as soon as that first inning kind of came and gone with nothing going, um, you know, I don't want to say they folded, but it really felt like the team folded. And, uh, you know, I, I got to ask the question too, uh, uh, you know, and people that are listening, feel free to chime in and, and hit me up. You can find me on Twitter at loose on tap, L U C E on tap. But, like David Bodie hitting 164 goes uh, 0 for 4 tonight with three strikeouts. My kind of question is when does the David Bodie being an everyday player experiment end? You know, when is Nico Horner officially the everyday second baseman? I mean, he's he's proven that he should be. Sure, he was 0 for 3 tonight, but he did take a walk. He still has a 985 OPS. Granted, obviously a very small sample size, but again, a guy that's put together good at bats, a guy that's, you know, looks like he belongs at the show. So when does Nico Horner become your everyday second baseman? When does the David Bodie as an everyday player experiment end? When does, you know, what do you do with Jock when he returns? He hasn't been able to hit any lefties, you know, or do anything of that nature, uh, you know, in the meantime. So there, there's a lot, a lot of questions. I think that this stretch of games is now starting to kind of race. And like I said, I think the biggest one for me is the is the David Bodie question. When, you know, when when is the David Bodie Eric Sogard platoon at second base over? Like, when is it Nico's job? It should be now. I think Nico Horner needs to be in the lineup every single day for this team to win. 
um, you know, with him not in the lineup, I don't think they're better. And like I said, I like guys like Matt Duffy. Matt Duffy was very good tonight. Matt Duffy was one for two with two walks. Matt Duffy's not my problem. It's the whole, you know, we're going to give these guys an opportunity at second and we're going to do this. And it's like, is that really working out for you? Numbers would say it's not. You know, Eric Sogard's batting 214 on the season with a 530 OPS. I mean, and David Bodie's not much better, 164 average, but a 563 OPS. I mean, that's that's brutal. That is very brutal. Neither one of these guys getting the job done. Nico Horner needs to be the everyday second baseman. I, I like, you know, the the Jake Marisnik getting, you know, play in the outfield. I hope Ian Happ can come around uh, and kind of get out of his funk that he has right now going on. But uh, And he actually got into this one later in the game, uh, got two at-bats. Unfortunately for him, he struck out once and did not record a hit. So, you know, it's just a lot of guys are cold. And right now, really, unless you're Wilson Contreras hitting long balls because his average is still not all that great at 221. Even Anthony Rizzo at 222 isn't all that great either, even though he was one for four tonight. Like Chris Bryant's the only guy that's consistently hitting on this team besides maybe Jake Marisnik and Matt Duffy and Nico Horner. So, you know, I, I applaud David Ross, though, uh, you know, for trying new things, trying a different lineup looks, just trying to get something going. Um, doing whatever it takes to get some of these guys going because sure it's 162 games and it's a long season and I, I'm a full believer in that I think that, you know we could be talking in 10 games from now and it can be a completely different narrative with this team but unfortunately for most of the month of April this is what we've seen so you really just you really just hope the that this offense can get something going because you look at where we are you know in the month of April and uh unfortunately it's just it's not getting the job done. There's been a lot of goose eggs in this month of April. And if this Cubs team has any hope and prayer of competing for an NL Central title, which is going to be very competitive this year, because now even the Pirates somehow are magically playing at least decent baseball to, to get some wins. The Cubs need to do something to keep pace. Otherwise, they're going to finish fifth in this division. And, and this team's going to look vastly different after the July 31st deadline. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of fans will be really upset. And I, I, I just don't think this is the proper way. Um, you know, for majority of this team that at the end of the day, you know, brought so much happiness or at least most of these guys on this roster that brought so much happiness to the city of Chicago over the last, you know, five, six years, you know, to see it end with, you know, a total collapse, a sell off of assets at a trade deadline and, you know, a new youth movement essentially moving into 2022. I, I don't think that's anything that Cubs fans want to see happen. Um, I think if anything, identify who your core pieces are for the future, make the necessary moves, revamp this team a little bit going into 2022 and, and come back at it again. I, I would rather it be uh, as quoted by Jed Hori, a transition year and not a full blown. We tear it down and start from scratch year, because if that's the case, there's no guarantee that he can replicate what he and Theo did the first time around, because that was truly a, a historic rebuild that actually worked and yielded to a championship. You know, there's no guarantee, unfortunately, that that happens again. But uh, thankfully, ladies and gentlemen, baseball is played every, almost every single day of the week. Uh, and, and hopefully the Cubs and, and we as fans can put this game behind us. But the Cubs now 10-14 and 14 on the season after their 10-0 loss to the Braves on Wednesday night. Uh, the Braves improved to 500 uh, as they sit at 12-12 and 12 now on the season. But we will look forward, ladies and gentlemen, we will absolutely look forward to... Um, to tomorrow's game 
Thursday, April 29th at Truist Park in Atlanta, Georgia. The Cubs will visit the Braves for their last game of their four-game set uh, before they travel, they being the Cubs, travel to Cincinnati on Friday for a three-game set with the Reds uh, before returning home with a, for a three-game set then with the Dodgers uh, Monday through Wednesday of next week. But before we get there, we will conclude this Atlanta Braves series. Uh, tomorrow's first pitch is scheduled for 6.20 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Um, obviously, the usual suspects in the Chicagoland market, if you are listening to the game, 6.70, the score is your place. If you're watching the game, it will be Marquee Sports Network. And if you're in the Braves market, 6.80 a.m., 93.7 FM, and 100.5 FM um, are all your places to catch that on the radio. And then for watching the game, it'll be on Valley Sports Southeast. Uh, for those that um, maybe are, it doesn't say out of market only. So we will go ahead and assume that everybody will also be able to watch this game on MLB network uh, as this, it looks like it'll be the Thursday night baseball game for the flagship channel of the major league baseball. The Cubs set to trot out Adbert Alzale. Um, although 0-2 on the season with a 540 ERA and 17 Ks, his last time out looked pretty good. Uh, myself and, and fellow panelist Cody Del Mendo, he is at Cody on tap on Twitter. Uh, he and I were actually at his start against the Brewers. Looked really good in four and two-thirds. Uh, unfortunately, toward the end, uh, he looked a little shaky. Some of that could obviously be he just hasn't pitched much this season. Obviously, they've been letting him go down to the alternate site and kind of just rolling a four-man rotation when they've had all those off days in April. Now he will be up. He will be the fifth starter for a while here, but um, you know we, we've kind of identified what his role so far has been with the team. Um, you know, But he looked, like I said, he looked good against the Milwaukee Brewers, seven strikeouts in those four and two-third innings. Uh, he was, I believe, if I remember correctly, charged with uh, with two earned runs as well uh, that the Brewers were able to get after he was pulled from the game and Rex Brothers allowed those to score. Uh, as for Atlanta, TBD. Uh, they haven't announced their starting pitcher for Thursday's game yet. Um, we know, obviously, it won't be either Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson, or Yanoa, as all three of them have pitched in this series. So uh, we will be on the lookout. Obviously, Atlanta has a ton of injury issues with their rotation, uh, both Mike Soroka as well as Max Freed. Uh, on the IL right now. So we'll find out who the Braves will trot out tomorrow. Uh, potentially a guy like Drew Smiley, a former Chicago Cub, uh, albeit <laughs> not really a meaningful tenure with the Cubs, but uh, they certainly have plenty of options uh, that we as Cubs fans could see going against our beloved Chicago Cubs tomorrow um, at Truist Park. Um, not a lot of success. Uh, you really meant most of these guys in this Braves lineup have not seen Alzali. This is actually his first uh, outing versus Atlanta since his first career start back in 2019 when he made his debut. Uh, and in that game, Ronald Acuna Jr., pretty much the only player uh, in this current Braves lineup that did any kind of damage to him, uh, went one for two with a solo home run. So um, it'll be interesting to see tomorrow's game. You hope just from a morale standpoint, obviously uh, the Cubs have already lost the series. It doesn't matter in that aspect, but uh, you certainly would like to see them get a win uh, before going to play the Reds who, are having a pretty nice year. Their bats are very much alive. Uh, Jesse Winker, Nicholas Castellanos, uh, beloved of member of uh, those 2019 Cubs. Um, you know, those guys are, are really raking the baseball right now. And, and Cincinnati's actually playing some decent ball. They, they went on a pretty rough streak themselves in terms of losing. Uh, I believe they were nine and six at one point. They fell all the way to maybe nine and 12, uh, nine and 13 before they kind of pumped the brakes and uh, got back in the win column. So, um, 
it'll be interesting, but you would like to see the Cubs get out of Atlanta with a win uh, tomorrow being Thursday um, with Alzai on the mound. Be nice to see Alzai get his first win of the season as well. As I mentioned, 0-2 with a 540 ERA um, so far through this year. Uh, before we get out of here, I'll give you my fly the W pick for tomorrow. I, I'm actually going to roll with Adbert. I think Adbert um, is going to step up to the challenge. You know, this, this Cubs rotation has had a lot of trouble getting through, you know, even two five innings, uh, let alone through five innings. Jake Arrieta so far really the only pitcher that's consistently gotten five and six innings uh, as a starter, which I think has really kind of beat up this bullpen a little bit early in the year, and maybe that's why we're starting to see some struggles out of said bullpen, uh, especially over this five-game losing streak now. So um, I, I really like Alzali tomorrow. I think he can go at least six. Uh, I would love to see him go seven if that was even in the cards. I don't know if it would be, but I think if he's dealing, why not give him and let him go six innings um, if he's got it. And then if you got a lead, which would obviously be the the drill, then you can get some of your bigger guns out of the bullpen, some work guys like Andrew Chafin, guys like Craig Kimbrell, who has not thrown uh, in quite some time now. Uh, and maybe even... You know, a guy like Justin Steele gets recalled, um, you know, in favor of one of these other bullpen arms to, to maybe throw some innings in a high leverage situation. I think why not give the kid a shot? He's looked good uh, pretty much every other time they've thrown him out there. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with Alzali tomorrow. Uh, we all know, though, Cody on tap is taking one Andrew Chafin as his fly to W for every single game of the season. Well, before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to remind you that Cubs on tap is the official official Cubs podcast of the ONTAP Sports Network. Go ahead and check out all of our great literary and podcasting works at www.ontapsportsnet.com and at ONTAP Sportsnet on all social media platforms. If you want to go ahead and follow our specific page to the podcast, we are at Cubbies, that's C-U-B-B-I-E-S, ONTAP, uh, and that is on both Twitter and Instagram. So go ahead and follow us there as well. Once again, you can find us at ONTAP, ONTAP Sportsnet and www.ontapsportsnet.com. The ONTAP Sports Network, go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, despite the brutal outcome of tonight's Cubs game, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. We will be back tomorrow uh, after the Cubs and Braves conclude the series with yet another post-game show, hoping to be live for that one. Uh, and it will likely be myself and either uh, one of the boys, Juice, Cody, uh, or potentially Joe Kilgallen. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get out of here the only way we know how to. A brutal loss, but there is still a lot of baseball left. This team can still turn it around. Let's end there on a positive note, and let's go Cubs. Mm-hmm.